God bless you, everybody. We're glad to be here this morning. The word said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And we're grateful for each and every one of you who've tuned in to see us on this very snowy morning. God has been good to us wherever we are glad. I pray safety, health, and wholeness over you and your life and the life of your family. In fact, let us pray right now. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you today for this beautiful morning that you've allowed us to see. Lord, it may be single digits on the outside, but Lord, we thank you for giving us joy on the inside. Lord, wherever this message may be found and whoever's ears may find it on this morning, we pray that you bless that household, bless that person, bless that body. Lord, strengthen and make them whole right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, as we approach your word, let our hearts and our minds and our spirits be open and receptive to what you have to say to us in this moment. We say this in the name of Jesus. Lord, allow our hearts to be, to be moved and warmed by your word. Allow your word to push us towards promise and put us along the path of destiny that you have ascribed for each and every one of us. And for this, Lord, we say thank you. We give you the glory, we give you the honor, and we give you the praise. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. And God bless each and every one of you. We're going quickly to the word of the Lord on this morning. If you will follow us to 2 Samuel, the sixth chapter, and we'll be looking at verses 11 through 15. Again, that's 2 Samuel chapter 6, and we'll be looking at verses 11 through 15. Coming from the English Standard Version, the word says in 2 Samuel 6 and 11, And the ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite, three months. And the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all his household. And it was told King David, The Lord has blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all that belongs to him because of the ark of God. So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David with rejoicing. And when those who bore the ark of the Lord had gone six steps, he sacrificed an ox and a fattened animal. And David danced before the Lord with all his might. And David was wearing a linen ephod. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the horn. And you, may the word of the Lord is blessed. We're going to share with you from our series that we started on this year. And this year we, we've started the series and have been sharing all month. An upgraded experience. An upgraded experience. And our particular topic and title on this morning regarding that series is Dance When You Get It. I want you to put that in the chat for those who are watching virtually. Dance when you get it. Now, in talking about an upgraded experience, we started with the concept and the importance of first being obedient. We cannot expect to enjoy the blessings of life here or, or in heaven without being obedient to the voice of God. There are things that God wants to do from us. Our, our base scripture from this series is Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. But to experience that abundant life, we must be obedient to the voice and the command of God. Nothing that we preach subsequently will get us around being obedient to God. This prophet said, is not obedience greater than sacrifice? So there are many things that we can do to get in, in line with God's abundance. But the first thing that we must always do is be obedient to God's voice. 
Here on today, we, we, we find David in a situation that he has acted out of fear instead of acting out of faith. Prior to our text, David had tried to take the Ark of the Covenant from, the, from, from Philistia, where he had been for a long time, and he was bringing it back to the city of David into his house, but he had gotten afraid. He had become fearful of God. Because someone had been disobedient, back to the word of, diso- of obedience, someone had been disobedient and touched the cart that was holding the Ark of the Covenant. And when they did, they fell down dead, and David was fearful. He was afraid. And as a result of the disobedience that led to fearfulness, David then made the decision to leave the Ark of the Covenant in the house of Obed-Edom. Often this story is shown, is given as a side story to the, to the main text and to the main idea. But just for a few moments, I want to concentrate on Obed-Edom and his house. What the word says here is that because of David's fearfulness, he, he left the ark of God there and he left it in Obed-Edom's house and he left it there for a period that lasted about three months. And the word of the Lord came to David while he was home, while he was sitting on the throne, while, while he was in the throne room. And, they, and somebody told him a little bit later after this, they had left the covenant there, the Ark of the Covenant there. The word came to, to, the, to the ears of the king that Obed-Edom had been blessed. And his blessing was so profound that people in the town were beginning to talk about it. It's not saying that Obed-Edom himself was speaking of his blessings, but rather the people around Obed-Edom had seen such a manifest blessing on his life that they began to tell other people about it, and it got so infamous in the town that it reached the ears of the king. And then when David heard what what had happened in the life of Obed-Edom, of how he was blessed, of how he was favored of God since the time that the Ark of the Covenant was there, David, I believe he began to regret his fearfulness. He regretted that he had allowed the devil to speak in his ears and to be fearful of the blessing of God that was coming in his life to the point that he left it at somebody else's doorstep. He left it in somebody else's house. And and I I begin to wonder, have we we done so, if not so literally, but have we done that figuratively? Have we allowed the blessing to remain in someone else's house because we were too fearful to act? Have we been too fearful to take a step? And in our fear to step out on God by faith, we've left the blessing that he had assigned to us in somebody else's house. We've left it on the table. We, we haven't taken hold of it. We haven't taken ownership of it because we were too fearful to step out by faith in God. And I, I come to tell you that the blessings, are, the blessings of God, they, they're there for you. They're available for you. God has ascribed them for you. But let me tell you, to reach God's blessings, it often puts you in an uncomfortable place. Why would God allow me to be in an uncomfortable place right before I ascend to the level of blessings that he has for me? But what I'm telling you, he does that because he is testing your faith. Do you have enough faith in God to sustain yourself to a level of blessings that God has designed for you? And let me say that again. Do you have enough faith to sustain the level of grace 
the level of blessing that God has assigned to you. I say that because many times we see people who achieve a level of blessings. They, they achieve a level of wealth. They, they achieve a level of, of entitlement, but they cannot stay there because they don't have the right process to stay there. They don't have the right experience to stay there. How many stories do we hear of those who, who, who win millions of dollars, but later on we hear they didn't quite keep them? We find out that they, they spent on a level that, that even the millions could not sustain because they didn't have the processes. They, they didn't have the right character. They were not prepared for the level of blessings that they had attained. And what God is doing, he's preparing us to sustain the level of blessings that he's taking us to. Oh, God doesn't want you to say that I, I was blessed this one time in the past, but I lost it. I, I was blessed at this moment, at, at this level, but I failed to sustain it. God does not do that because the, my word Bible tells me that the blessings of the Lord make it rich and addeth no sorrow with it. Whatever God has prescribed for me, whatever he says is mine, he's going to prepare me to sustain the level of blessings that he takes me to. He's not going to take me there and then let me fall. He's not going to take me there and, and allow it to slip through my fingers. But, but, but because they, they make the bless, his blessings make rich and added no sorrow, he's going to make sure I'm ready from where I'm going to next. That's what he was doing with the children of Israel when he had them in the wilderness for 40 years. He was preparing them. How, do, how was his test what was his test of preparation is that when he sent the, ten, the 12 spies out into the land and they went out and they, and they went through the land and they were making notes on the land and they were making mental notes on what the, the land had and what, and what were the challenges going to be regarding the land. And when the spies returned and, and spoke to the people, two spies gave a report and said, well, it's a good land and, and God will help us to take it. But 10 of the spies said, oh, there are giants there. And we saw giants and we were grasshoppers in our own sight. We're not ready. And I began to wonder, the, do we have talks with ourselves that are much like symbolizing the same scenario with the spies giving the report to, to, to the people? Do, do we have conversations in our heart and in our mind or maybe even our mirror? where we say things to demonstrate to God that we don't feel ready for where he's about to take us. Oh, it's important, the report you make to yourself. And some, of, some of you even have the, the, the audacity to make this report to those who are around you because sometimes those people will agree with you. They'll tell you you're not ready. And, and if you listen to them long enough, you'll believe, believe that in your heart because we often say faith cometh by hearing. But I tell you, so also does doubt. Doubt comes by hearing. Doubt comes by you looking at a situation where God has allowed you to ascend to, but not even believing even in the midst of the situation that you're capable of making it through. If I had a testimony, I believe Peter would testify. Jesus, Peter, was looking out on, on the water, and, and the disciples began to see Jesus walking on the water. And as they're walking on the water, they didn't believe what they were seeing. So Peter said, Master, if it be you, bid me come out 
on the water. And Jesus said, well, come on. Peter steps out of the bow of the ship, demonstrating more faith of the compatriots of, uh, as to whom he was with. But he steps out and he begins to walk. But then he stopped looking at Jesus and he began to look at the wind being boisterous. He was looking at the waves tossing high. And all of a sudden, he lost faith. He lost hope that he could continue to walk on the water towards Jesus. He was already doing it. He was in the middle of it. He, he had already started and had successfully begun to walk on the waves towards our Lord and Savior. But even in the midst of doing it, he got dissuaded by what he saw. I want to speak to somebody. Don't, 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 get don't get discouraged by what you see when you're already doing it. I want to speak to you right now. You're already doing it. You're already walking on water. You're already walking in your blessing. You're already walking in your healing. Don't get dissuaded by what you see with your eyes because you're already doing it. You're already healed. You're already delivered. You're already set free and you're walking in it. But don't allow what you see with your eyes to cause you to sink. Don't allow it to cause you to lose faith. And that's what happened to David. David and that's what happened to Peter. Peter, Peter was, was looking out, and, and, and he got dissuaded, and, and, and David was taking the Ark of the Covenant back to his house, but he got dissuaded by, by what he saw. So then in the midst of his fear, he reacted out of fear instead of faith, and I come to tell somebody, you'll always miss your blessing if you walk in fear instead of faith. You walking in fear. Instead of faith. And, 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 and it seems like they say that there might be a thin line between walking in fear and walking in faith. Because either way, you haven't gotten there yet. When you walk in fear, you haven't gotten there. And when you walk in faith, you haven't gotten there. You're walking in fear because you don't see it. But you're also walking in faith when you don't see it. But faith says, I'm going to keep on walking when I don't see it. Because my trust is not in what I see. My trust is in what God told me. My faith is not in what I see. My, my faith is not in my 2020 vision. My faith is not in my glasses. My faith is not in my contacts. My, my faith is not in my laser corrective surgery. My faith is in what God told me. God told me I was going to make it. God told me I was going to the other side. God said, this is for you. I'm not walking by sight, but I'm walking by faith when I don't see it, and, I, and I'd rather not see it, and I'll tell you why I'd rather not see it, because if I only walk into what I see, then I'm limited by my own imagination. I want you to get that in. If you only walk in what you see, then you're limited by your own imagination. But when I keep walking, when I don't see it, then I'm walking in what God told me. And what God told me, he said, I have, he said, now to him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that I can ask a thing. I can't get to a level that I can't imagine unless I'm walking by. Let me say that again. I cannot walk into a level that I can't imagine unless I walk by faith. 
I have to do it by faith because the thing is, God's trying to take me to something better, but I don't know what better looks like. So I have to walk by faith and then God will tell me, that's it right there. And I'm trying to speak to somebody who's been in a situation right there that that you were walking, but you you didn't know what it was. But God had to point out to you. He said, it's this right here. It's this opportunity here. It's this door right here. And the reason all the doors before this one were closed is because that was not it. Oh, that's that's something that we have to be prepared for is that we're going to see many doors that that are going to be closed because God is telling us that's not it. In fact, I want to speak prophetically into somebody's life right now who's listening and you you just face the closed door. But the reason the door was closed is not because you're not good enough. It was God telling you that's not it. Oh, somebody hashtag that in the in the comments. That's not it. I'm not. I'm not going to perseverate over over the last door that was closed in my face, because I'm going to remember in my mind that that maybe it was God telling me that's not it. In fact, God's not just saying that's not it. God's saying that's not it because I have something better. If you trust me, I have something better. If you just trust me. David went after he found out that the, that the Ark of the Covenant had been in Obed-Edom's house. And, and then he found out that Obed-Edom's house had been blessed. I believe David began to say that I, I thought I was blessed in this house. But obviously there's a level of blessing that God has waiting for me. And let me speak that into somebody's life. There's a level of blessing that God has waiting for you. It has your name on it, but God said it is waiting for you. In fact, I I don't know what was happening in Obed-Edom's house, but nobody told me that Obed-Edom was broke. Nobody told me that Obed-Edom was having a bad day. Nobody said he was having a bad year or a bad month, but for some reason he realized after the Ark of the Covenant landed in his house that things got a little bit better. I, I don't know what happened for Obed-Edom, but the Bible doesn't record it. But, but I can just imagine in my mind that, that maybe his wife had had trouble getting pregnant. But after the Ark of the Covenant came, all of a sudden she winds up pregnant. I can just imagine that Obed-Edom had a few debts in his life. But after the Ark had been there a little while, for some reason, all of his debts had been washed away. I can believe that Obed-Edom had a little pain in his body. But after the Ark of the Covenant came, all the pain was gone. Obed-Edom may have been 50 years old, but but after the Ark of the Covenant there, he started feeling like he was 25. I don't know what that. I, I don't know what was going on, but it says everything. Somebody say everything that was attached to Obed-Edom. It got a little better. It, he may have had a dog in his house, and the dog may have been a little mangy, but all of a sudden the dog started feeling better. The dog started looking better. I can imagine that the mailman that came to Obed-Edom's house, all of a sudden he got a new car and a new house, and he didn't know why. But it's because he 
was attached to Obed-Edom. I don't know what's going on in your life, but when the presence of the Lord is there, he makes everything better. I said he makes everything better. It seemed like everything was running efficiently. Everything that was sick all of a sudden got well. Everything that was bound all of a sudden was released. And I came to tell somebody that whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. I'm not going to be bound by what I see. Because I don't walk by sight. But I walk by faith. And I'm believing by God that when he's there, everything, everything, every, everything is going to be all right. Because the Lord is right here with me. Yes, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil because the Lord is with me. Goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Somebody say, God is here. Come on, put those hands together and say, God is here. God is here. God is here. It's better because God is here. It's going to be all right because God is here. It's going to work out in my favor because God is here. Come on and give God to me. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, somebody give God some praise. How many of you know he's worthy? I said he's worthy. I said how many of you know he's worthy? He's worthy to be praised. Come on and give God a praise. Come on and let him have it. Hallelujah. 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 And the word says, it's the word says, when they begin to take the ark away from Obed-Eden's house, they begin to walk, but they only got six paces, and David got happy, his feet got light, his hands went up, his mouth began to cry out that the Lord is good, he began to dance before the Lord, David understood that he got just what he wanted from the Lord, and he began to dance. I said he began to dance. He began to dance before the Lord. And I'm praying right now that God's going to give it to you. I said he's going to give it to you. He's going to give it to you. And when you get it, you ought to dance. You ought to shout. You ought to praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Hey, brother Levi. Why don't you take him to church? Hallelujah. 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 You ought to dance. Hallelujah. You ought to dance.
pray that each of you are touched and inspired by our service today. If you wish to partner with us, you can do so by Giveify. Download the app on Apple Store or Google Play and search for Bright Temple. If you wish to partner with us on Cash App, just look for Bright Temple in the two line. And in the four line, tell us the purpose of your gift. If you would rather mail your gift, you can mail us at Bright Temple, Post Office Box 453, Shelbyville, Tennessee, 37162. Thanks in advance for your generosity, and we pray God's blessings on you and your gift.